ridiculous. Folks, welcome to the Searchables Reptiles podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Cusco. I'm Gary Hartle. Uh, we got Mr. Kevin McCurley of Nerd on tonight. You and, might have uh, heard of him before. Yeah, you may have heard of him. Before. Is it just starting now? Yeah, yeah, I told you we have to. Well, we I, I figured we finished it almost half the bottle, so we'll start now. <laughs> Are you ready? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I believe in like um, depression. Yeah, the I was. I mean, it's and if they're, you know, if they're like mindset or whatever, can gotta affect. gotta want to pull through. Yes, especially and something you like know, a me prodding and torturing her. her and all those different things. And then when I finally was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to grab her and pin her," and all that, and she was like, I want, "I want you," you know, of course, wants me dead. And then I'm looking at her, her fang. And it really was like swollen, but it wasn't like infected looking. And then the eye, and then it included that. And I don't know why any of it happened. Really? But uh, I had to put her on antibiotics, and uh, we just got her to eat. That's the best. She was That's like, the number one thing, right? She wouldn't even eat. And I was like, ah. but no, I think, I think she's coming back around. I love that snake. She, as much as she hates my guts, I love her that much. That's the reptile thing. She is. Uh, you can only love things that love you back. You don't have a very loving heart. <laughs> That's, that makes a lot of sense. You know, kids say the right things. They do. They're, they're, they haven't been corrupted with our different versions of the truth. They've got their real truth that has been untainted by society. It's it is so amazing. The human animal thinks so highly of itself. It's really disgusting because we're literally disgusting. That's what I was talking about earlier today. Like what, we're what? the most disgusting creatures. You ever see the video of like trapped in an elevator for like 44 hours? No. Like a guy, show a guy gets into the. It's like society. It's the downfall of society. He gets like trapped in an elevator with diarrhea, and he's like in the elevator, stuck there. And he starts shitting everywhere. He's like shitting in his shirt. He's doing all these things. Loses his mind, screaming, and, and it's on camera. And this, it's just, this is like it's, a real thing that happened, like a YouTube video or something. Go, like go trapped in an elevator for 44 hours or whatever. And wow. then people are like, oh, it, it was fake. It's like, really? The guy's like trying to open the door. He's backing up to the door. <laughs> Shit. He shits inside his shirt. Then he ends up putting it back on. He's doing like <laughs> losing his <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. It's because he's going, he starts going crazy. Because he keeps on, he has to sh keep shitting, and and it's like so. Literally, if you took the human animal, like so that, like, say, I'm really nasty, like, like I don't like people. I'm so. Uh, what do we call this? I am. Um, Antisocial. No, it's. Uh, no, no, no. There's a misanthrope. I'm a misanthrope. Mm. I hate my own fucking kind, and I do. 
I, that's like, I hate that's myself. That's like hate, hate you for everything almost. Kind of but I, I, yeah, because I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't set myself aside. But the human animal, all we are is mine, mine, take, take, what is me? Eh, eh. That's all. We don't, there's no, per, we, don't ex, we don't exist for any purpose. The, those little gargoyle geckos exist for a purpose and they this balance. Native Americans, look at the balance and look at that magic that they had and they had reverence and they felt like even if they took those the- were human they're animals. Humans. They took what? They're they were humans. human animals. No, but they could balance. We don't live with imbalance. Every single thing we are is take more. I mean, think about all the people that are growing up nowadays with no understanding of animals or no value. They literally, like kids in the city, they never get exposed to anything and they literally could care less. They've, they don't even know a chicken been, nugget comes from thing. a chicken. What? That may have been a learned thing too. Just the Native Americans, how they learned how to have that balance. And beforehand, I mean, if you look at a kid, like they don't, they, they learn the concept of sharing. Like if you look at a kid that hasn't learned how to share yet, everything's mine, mine, mine. mine. Like that's my, like, I don't but, know. But that's, that's the human, that's a human mission statement is to destroy everything and look else. Once that runs out, look someplace else. It's like, you know, bluefin tuna are going to become extinct because our greed and our insatiable, no, insatiable appetite is extraordinary. And it is so, like they actually interview people in Japan. Would you stop eating the tuna if you knew it would save them? And the, the majority was like, no. They just don't fucking care because we are entitled. We're, we're this. And it's really, it's really fucking disgusting. It's a cute little crested on the way up there. But, um, and I, I hate it. I hate it. I can't, I can't stand it because uh, empathy. We, empathy is like less and less. We have empathy for humans. And it's like, but animals, they get so, so little fucking empathy at, at, at all. It's like, uh, it's, it's fucking wrong. It's uh, very, very troubling. So well, I guess that, that was kind of the, that was, I guess. Like if you're talking about that, when it comes to industry and and market and making money, then everything else kind of gets. See, I don't got any of this shit. I don't care. I, I I have my business, and you know, I have all these cool things, and but it's a necessary evil. But I'm not a business person because I'm an an animal person. I just I like look at the animal. That's what drives me. Have a better cage. Have a better this. But but I, I'm like, dude, if I have any money. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy Lilith. What is, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you know gonna... what? It's pretty stinking fun because, like, so I haven't been here before at Nerd, and I did a little video. It was like, what it's like to go to Nerd. Here's yeah. the outside of the building. Here's mm. the pet store. Oh, yeah, here yeah. we go upstairs. And as I'm going through, I'm like, this looks like my room in high school if I had more money. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. But that was kind of the story with the whole you can't if you can't love something that loves you back, you don't have a very loving heart. You know, that was my daughter talking about a scorpion. I think people have empathy empathy for animals if the animal can give them something back. But if it can't, if it's a bluefin so, tuna, again, but once again, it's something to it's be consumed. It's all me, me, me. We're, yes. it's, we're, we're a narcissistic creation. Yeah, I agree with you. We are just, we're so narcissistic and we're malignant narcissists I, because I we like, will kill everything around us. Yeah. And I mean... If you even if you've simply looked at a like a relationship, you get a, a man and a woman, and they bond, and then maybe the first year of life together, they're like you're the best thing, and blah 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 blah. But suddenly, you could go three years forward, and all you have to do is put an outside force 
where all of a sudden the guy starts getting wooed by a hotter chick or something else, or the woman is getting all sorts of attention from this outside male. So what was great then suddenly becomes like, oh, it's, not, it's like almost incidental, and we're attracted to something else. We're attracted to something else. We're attracted to something else. Even at the demise of that relationship, just to do that one little thing that could make you lose the whole relationship, a lot of us will chance that mm. because we're so driven by our needs and, and wants. And, um, and then we, of course, had have to uh, lace everything with like uh, religion. And religion is just like, it's a way how we can create societies and we have a binding fabric or, you know, the binding thread of the fabric. And then we tell them about the, the thing that you can't put your thumb on, but you'll be punished by great things. You won't go to heaven. You'll be the eternal hell, all these different things. And you create this whole mystical thing. But if you go look at the, read the Bible and all these ridiculous miracles, there were, miracles were everywhere. Where are any modern day miracles? I think that don't say the birth of a child, please. God. <laughs> I think that they, I think that they definitely exist. I could, I could go through things that I would consider miracles. Miracles, like, yeah, yeah. like, like Bible, biblical type miracles. Yeah, you know, maybe not like grand, like national affected scale or whatever. But there's, there's certainly things that you can't explain. We've actually talked a lot no, about no, no, this no, no. stuff. Do you Just because you one? can't explain it doesn't mean it's a miracle. Okay, well, here, I'll, get, I'll give you one, and then you can... We'll just... This first one that comes to mind, okay? Uh, I used to work with a guy. We lived up this mountain, windy mountain road up at the okay. top. Okay. So this guy's driving up. He has his daughter in the back. She's buckled in a car seat in the back of the car. He gets in a car accident. He drove off the road. This is my old boss. He drove off the side of the road. His car did a whole bunch of somersaults down the side of the hill, right? Uh, he woke up, uh, like, in the woods. Car was gone. Didn't know what was going on. He's all messed up. What the heck just happened? And as it, he kind of, like, sunk in, he's, like, looking around. He found the car. The daughter and the car seat weren't in the car. He's freaking out, and he's running up and down this hillside looking everywhere, like, what the heck happened? Eventually, he wakes, makes his way up to the side of the road, and his daughter was sitting in her car seat, still buckled in like to her car seat, and the car seat was sitting on the side of the road. And he said, baby, what happened? And she said, daddy, a, a man came in through the back window and took me out and put me here when the car started flying. That's pretty well, Okay, but so, so, okay, but you're still what we're doing. But this is, is like, this is my, this is my old boss. Like, that's a crazy story. Okay, but that, but this, this is, that's all just part of life because you, you, there are all these weird things happen, unexplained things and stuff like that. But I'm talking... You're talking about a grand scale. I'm talking grand scale miracles, like parting the ocean and floods and all. I mean, first of all, if we went like Noah's Ark, that's the biggest pile of literal... You have to be a doofus as far as it comes down to biology to actually ever consider that because that evolution doesn't exist and it was all just all these different things that are conserved and we just had a pair of this and a pair of that and all the different stuff. So we had a pair of uh, Liverpeltus jetulus. We had a pair of Pyromelana woodeni. We had all these different things. And it's, we create these things to um, self-promote, self-promote our yeah. importance and all that different stuff. But at the same time, do you realize that not too long ago, mm -hmm. the history 
of the planet was the majority of the biological volume of life, we were like 5%. Do you realize like now we're like the 90 something percent with our domesticated animals and we've completely oh, yeah, reversed it. Do you realize insane. that since the 1950s with commercial fishing that there is less than 5% of sea life that was in the ocean from the 50s is left in the entire fucking ocean? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That is outrageous. Because yeah. take, 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 and then the, the fishing fleets are going, we can't make our living, we can't whatever, you gotta, we need to do the dr fucking, Trump signs the, the thing with uh, the 100 mile drift nets continue to be used and all this different kind of shit. And it's like, okay, so live today. Put out your 100-mile drift nets. They're killing all the swordfish. The swordfish that have to be 90 pounds to reproduce, but you're taking ones at 45. And if they're 45 or, or younger or smaller, they're dead in the gill net, and they have to throw them back, even though they're dead. <laughs> yeah, and that way we cod don't used to breed at 9 pounds. Now they breed at 2 pounds, and the whole entire thing has collapsed. And all those very, very short periods of time, we have lost so much and we are literally living in an illusion right now. We're so fucking delusional because it's about ready to change. Like we are going to get hit. We, the, the, the amount of extinction, they're talking in like North America, yeah. maybe we've lost up to 80% of our insects. Like the, we're, the we're volume. We're living through the next mass extinction. We, we, okay. So when I was a kid, like my dad, uh, my parents were divorced. My dad would come to visit me and he'd drive a half hour and there'd always be dead bugs all over his car. Like, like amazing. That's all gone. The, all the stuff that's gone. So right now we have a mass extinction of little brown bats and large brown bats and red bats, and that's all from geomyces destructions. So it's a fungus. Right, it's an fun incurable fungus. Fungal so they had, they had hibernaculums of bats that had hundreds of thousands of bats or other ones that had thousands of bats. All these different hibernaculums that were documented that every single year are being visited. There's not a single bat left in them. It's a giant extinction. And all the insects that those bats are eating and all that, like I... I, I used to be able to see so many bats, and now I'm like, oh, my God, there's two bats outside. The amount of birds that used to exist are not here anymore, but because I'm not aware and I can't put my hand on it because the insects aren't there, the birds aren't there. So we're just quietly, all these things are being removed, and nobody's objecting to it. Right now, well, I the think great... What, I think what you said is, is the, the trick. You're like, well, okay, I, I can kind of remember when I was a kid that it was different, and now there's a change. So if something happens over our lifetime, it seems fairly dramatic, but if it's a slow enough evolution, we don't notice. No, but, but you have happens, to be a noisy... If it happens over two lifetimes, everyone forgets. So the reason what they did with the birds and the, the, the insects, they started putting out you know, these, all these insect traps, and they're like, there's not a big volume of them. So what they did is they got these, they went into chimneys, and they had these, where the birds were nesting in the chimneys, and they were crapping in the chimneys, and they looked at all of the, the, the exoskeletons of these insects, and they were looking at all of these insects, and now they look at the same thing now, and the insects are fucking gone. 
They're like, the diversity is completely gone and the volume of it is gone and all this different stuff. We're, you know, the, 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 the pesticides and all this different stuff. We're, we're in a day and age where right under our very nose is like, look what's happening to um, a honeybee, okay? So we've literally taken a honeybee, a uh, bear comes out, puts out a uh, non-tested arthropod agent, which gets blown all over a field because they, they were like, they, they know the right people and they, the government passes it and it gets sprayed on the field and on the plant, it coats it and kills a lot of, you know, the insects, arthropods and stuff like that. Well, the honeybee comes along in the morning, comes to drink the dew. All the dew collects, concentrates that insecticide and the honeybee drinks it. And then the honeybee loses its code, how to go back to its, its you know, hive and how to do all these different things. And then we have the tracheal mites and all these different things. So you're wearing the honeybee out. So there's places where they actually have to drive in tractor trailers, open the things, and you get the carpenter bees that all fly out. They'll pollinate a crop. You literally have to pay for a truck to drive to, to your field. Yeah. All the when orchards do it. that now. kind of failure is occurring, we, that is the writing on the wall. When all the fish are leaving the ocean, and all the insects are dying and the bats are dying and now the snakes are dying. And now we have the PPE uh, the, the, from 3M and uh, fire retardant and uh, Teflon and all that. One drop, one drop of, uh, I'm trying to, I, for some reason I'm blanking out right now. One drop of this chemical, which comes from, uh, Three, three, yeah, 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 it's, it could be 3M, I think it's 3M. One drop into a Olympic swimming pool, one drop is, is actually over the standard of what's tolerated. So what they've done, they've gone, they cannot find any place on, in the world now that it's not present in the environment. It goes upstream, it does all this different stuff, and the only way they could find it when they had blood samples that were being stored from the Vietnam War. And they went through the blood and they found out they didn't have it. And there's like all these crazy little things. But we're so caught up in our day-to-day -day lives, we don't see this. And I'm so tied in with animals and I'm just like watching everything fucking die. If I go into a, a, a pond and I start snorkeling around, I'm literally watching these ponds being sterilized. The things that were there. All the tadpoles, all the toads, dude, the toads are fucking going. The frogs are going. One cigarette butt can pollute 10 gallons of, of water and make it so an amphibian can't live in it. And all these amphibians, and we're just like, bing, you know, coming home from work. It's, we're doing. It's not even that, like, all right, you'll appreciate this. I told you once that I was a vegan. You're like, what? No, you're not. And I think that's most people's reactions. My, I, I don't know, I, I had a. Uh, Salad with cheese on it, just a. He's ago. a cheating vegan. <laughs> it didn't have cheese on it. Oh, you're right. You're right. Well, it's it's no because well, okay. So I even though chicken. I did that, but I was a cheating vegan. But even like you know when you're having a little, there's like dairy in the salad, salad dressing, whatever. So that's why I call it a, a, so, a cheating vegan. So but ve I try to vegan not is eat not, things with vegan faces. is not the right word. Anyways, I I eat I'll eat animal products, but I decided a few years ago that I only wanted to eat animal products I sourced myself. So if I hunted a deer, yeah. it participated in the natural ecosystem. I removed it responsibly, ethically, by yeah. my own standards, processed and ate it, and that's a much more natural way to exist. 
it might seem a little bit extreme to a lot of like your standard society or whatever people ask me about it all the time. But the reason why I did it was because, I, you know, I mean, I grew up in between California and Pittsburgh. And so I was always driving back and forth. And, it, you know, just one day I was like, you know what's crazy? From the Rockies to the Appalachians, everything is just corn and soy. Why, why, is, why is it that we live in this huge country and, uh, you know, as little as, you know, 200 years ago, we had bison and, you know what I mean, pronghorn and, and wolves and, yeah, and it's like, everyone's like, oh, there's plenty of room or whatever, but I don't think people understand the difference between, let's say, the island of Borneo being all palm huh, versus one of the most, by, versus what it used to be, just, you can, guys, Google the maps of the deforestation of Borneo over the last, I think it's like 10 years. It's not very long. All the yeah, we're, it's we're all gone. It was one of the most biodiverse. And we've already done it in America, and now we're, you know, spreading. You, you know what's interesting? It's crazy. You know what's interesting? The creek that I grew up going to. I used to go there and catch tadpoles and get toads and tree this frogs and bullfrogs. But I, and I, I, it, it was like it was, it was booming when I was a kid. I went back, you know, when I was uh, a little older than a teenager and then through my, through my 20s, and it seemed like it was just, a desert now. Like that creek had no. I couldn't find a tadpole to save my life, or a tree frog, or anything like that. We can't even catch crayfish I in could, the creeks anymore. Crayfish, any yeah. any of that. So it was like literally like a, a little watery desert that was going through. But in the last few years, when I've gone back, the the frogs are back, the toads are back, the tadpoles are back, all the bullfrog tadpoles are back. So much so even now that something that hasn't been seen there in 50 years. We just saw the last year river otters in our creek. That back there, and this is the town has not gotten smaller, it's more so populated. Some, but something probably happened. There was probably an industry there that some somehow got regulated or left or something like that. But you know, I see this stuff all all the time. But I will tell you, it's 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 going. It's going really fast. I'm very much like into like conservation, and I, I work with uh, you know, timber rattlesnakes, and uh, I monitor a wood turtle population. Do you see any and type of possible solution, or is it just is it, are we past the point of no return? We're past is it the just point of no return, because so I cannot get enough people that give a shit. I cannot get to just to, I, like I'm arguing with a woman because the wood turtle came out of the stream into her yard, and went into her flower bed, and it kicked around her brown mulch, which was a, a forest that they chopped it down and chopped it into little pieces. So she made this beautiful mulch bed and it went into her mulch bed and dug it up. And she goes, can't you tell this turtle to go someplace? Like, get this, it's messing up my thing. The intolerance is outstanding. The, and I have a community of people that I, I've taken me probably 10 years to educate about the wood turtles. And now they're all looking out after the wood turtles. But dude, I'm like, a weirdo. I'm an exception to the thing. And the amount of energy I have to generate to actually have any kind of effect, there's only one of me. And there's not there's not a lot there's, of us like-minded. I think it is I think it is like a it's a very corporate thing. Like what you said, there's probably a you know company or something that moved out or whatever. But like the idea of there there were just subtle switches that have happened in the last, say, hundred years or whatever, little things that changed where consumption became great. Like if you just look at the size of, you know, uh, 
McDonald's combo or something like that. How much? So, so like the vegan thing that might not make sense to people because you just said there's tons of plants from here to there, and you know what I mean. People got to eat plants too, but all that stuff is being raised to cons to be consumed by as meat products, and like meat and beef and milk and all that stuff. It's like got milk and eat beef, and you know what I mean. That the amounts are off. The amounts are off. I think we got we're we're chasing that satisfaction. We've gotten comfortable. We like the the fatted calf every time we have a cheeseburger, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a tip where it was like, I think we just used to be too, too poor or not industrialized enough to make it happen, but the second Ooh, the technology poor? came, caught up to give us everything we want and, and we can afford to do it because of these, these cost-cutting methods. We're weak as fuck. It just collapsed. We're, it we collapsed. Were all, we, it was we very quick. We don't have, like, we're just like, uh, yummy things like high fructose corn syrup right. that can't be used as energy. It can only be, one thing, you can only do one thing with it. You store it as fat. It's yummy. I ingest it. It's stored as fat. It, our body doesn't know what to do with it because it doesn't exist. It's hard to find something that doesn't have that oh, okay. stuff now. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? You're, you're, that's what I'm the saying. The ketchup like, and all this different stuff. But this is where we're going. And if it's where it is right now, like, I'm things are rapidly changing, like 10-year shifts. Mm -hmm. I'm like... I'm really like, wow, this is really bad. So you, when you talk to me, you're like, God, this guy's fucking negative. What it is, the more I get educated, the more I'm like watching, because, you know, I watch things and then I get incensed and then I feel like there's a wrong and then, you know, but it's generally always like animal stuff. You know, it's like I'm always trying to like, well, that's what it was for you know, me. I can't say, I did, it didn't sit well with me that I say I, I'm any kind of animal lover, but I'm okay with like the extinction of like the American prairie. You know what I mean? So just that well, I'm a, because I'm, bacon, I'm a, I'm a cheating vegan, was, and I've been a cheating vegan for probably like three years now, yeah. and I'm I don't need to eat things with faces or or whatever, and it 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 like if I think about it, ethically bothers me. If I go into a grocery store, the literal suffering of a grocery store, and everybody's like smiling, and little kids are running around, me me me, I want want, but literally you're friggin' in a place of the most atrocious death. Think about it. All those cans, all that stuff. And those animals were raised in horrific stuff. And then you watch how some of these animals are rendered. Now, mind you, I breed rodents and oh, I sure. keep like snakes. I said, I, I and let me tell you, if, my if that has, it takes a toll on me. I breed, I clean mice, I whatever. I love rats. Hmm. I like mice, but I love rodents. And I like, make, I want to make a pet rat. And I like literally have, it comes with a cost. So in my own little ignorant mind, I have to figure out how to justify this. But the most important thing is to have empathy and be humane and uh, just teach my people that too. If, like if I ever catch one of my people doing anything cruel, that's when I turn into Satan. Like I will not tolerate, <laughs> I will not tolerate cruelty at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like if I, and they know it, they're like, oh, don't let Kevin see you doing it, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm real absolute about that because just because it's a mouse and it's going to be fed to a snake, for you to get some kind of joy in that, you're, you're fucked in the head. You really are because that little animal can't do anything about its situation. But yeah, I think it's funny to torture it first or whatever. And, and, uh, and you know, the, you know, the retic people just, you know, some of these people just like, you know, I think they don't think twice about 
you know, they make their stupid jokes about rabbits and all. I love rabbits. Dude, I have a ton of wild rabbits outside that I, I pretty much like take care of and they're like, bun, 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 and they're like pretty friendly. Yeah. And so like, I love them. And like I show like, I do these, um, you ever see my chipmunk whispering videos? No, I haven't. <laughs> I do like chipmunk whispering yeah. where I win over chipmunks. And um, let's see if I can find one on my phone. And uh, I try to teach people how to do them. And uh, let's see if I can find one. Well, I'll tell you, some of the most positive things I think have happened is when it becomes financially one. viable to do the right thing. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, here, hand it. You got to show that to the camera. That's pretty crazy. That's a wild chipmunk that you're playing with? Yeah. It's laying in your hand getting cuddled. Yeah. That's crazy. I'll show you more. So you, so you think about some of the, you know, the, the positive changes, the things that have happened, um, like with sustainability and stuff like that. It, it only works if it's financially viable. You know what I mean? And once it is, once it makes sense, everybody loves it. Yeah. So I, I can pick him up. He'll want to chase the other chipmunks while being in my hand. You know, yeah. run off there, and then I'm going to come back, and I can pat him and all this different stuff. But getting the one to go onto its back... That was like my final. <laughs> the cutie girl, huh? Yeah. What do, you, what do you guys think about this idea? Here, what do you think about this? We, so, and I'm, the, the reason that this has come to mind is because you're saying that it's, we're past the point of no return. Like, it's, it's kind of almost too late. Even if you got as many, like 20 times, 20,000 20, 20, more people than you could to turn around and have this mindset and do what the changes that need to be made to stop this mass extinction and take us down the road. This is what got me thinking is, is that, that idea that you're talking about that would pass the point of no return. What do you think about this idea that all this has happened? We've been through this before and we're just going to go through it again, wiping everything out and then having a core group of people that make it past it, you know, that survive. Are you a Jehovah? No. Um, this, this survive this, this extinction and through a long process like it's not just all of a sudden we're going to be bam like eventually we have to adapt that's not that's not good enough for me i'm just saying what i'm just i know i'm not saying it's good enough i'm just want to know what you think about the idea i haven't got to the part where we evolve to think with communicate through our minds and develop technologies to where we actually leave the planet and basically become what we look at today as the idea of what an alien is and that aliens are actually future us coming back trying to warn us to stop what we're doing right now well, and before it's too late, we become these got started in become the these uh, far really fast. <laughs> become these you know genitalialist forms that just communicate with their minds and have all this technology, but no more love for Earth. And uh, Brian things. Costco has a wild tripping what day on drugs. About? Peyote, Vescalin. What are you on? <laughs> no, no, shut up with that gibberish. I just wonder what you think about it. So just no, the the, the problem. No, 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 no. I don't. I guess on Star Trek, sure, <laughs> whatever. But no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the tigers that live today, the Great Barrier Reef. The what about the extinction right now going on in the Great Barrier Reef? Right, but you're saying, but, but the point is, what, how do we stop it? But we can't. You're saying there's okay, no way to stop. Okay, so so let's so think about it this way. It's real simple. I just built a great pool, right? And Dave Kaufman comes in and I'm like, oh my God, guys, this is this pool is amazing. Dave Kaufman comes in and Dave starts swimming and he's had been at Taco Bell and all of a sudden he pollutes my swimming pool. And everybody's standing like, I'm not going in there. But if you look at that pollution that 
<laughs> the day after having stumbled out of an elevator. So, but look, if you look, so I have 100,000 gallons of water, 60,000 gallons of water, but that pollution might fit in this one little thing. Yeah. All the people are going, I ain't going in there. So you can have all of these people doing they don't care anything about the environment. They don't care anything about animals. And the, the little cups of stuff can't do anything to make that swimming pool where they're going to want to jump into it or anything. They're just... It's perception. It, it's it, a matter of perception. We're taught what is No, it's not perception. No, it's, it's not perception. Dude, you... It is. If you get... A perception? Perce Are you serious? I am okay, very perception. serious. So this lake isn't polluted and all the life hasn't died no, no, or no, hasn't no, no, been no. extinguished what, from it. I'm saying, I'm saying the matter of perception is what is, makes it okay or not okay in someone's mind. But we, not, we, not what's we, actually There's happening. no importance. People can live their lives. It doesn't matter if the stream down the street is polluted. It doesn't matter if the forest is gone. It doesn't matter if the development because it doesn't affect their life. Everything is done That's my for point. them. That's my Every point. single thing. You're, we, you're saying a grocery store is like this shop of death, and everyone's thinking, it's not death. I just buy my exactly. We are, we're we're neutralized. We don't appreciate. We don't care. That's why I go back to the Native Americans. Holy shit. They know everything is connected. If they take too many buffalo, the next time they come through on this migratory path or whatever, it might not be there. So they knew it's, it's about give and take. It's like, hey, I'm going to go eat a some cookies, but I need to maybe go work out. You know, like Tara. Tara will be like, I, you know, I did this, and now I gotta go to the gym for the next two days. But she has like this balance, and it, and it works. We don't do that. And then you look at us when we're walking around, and we're literally caloric reserves. They're, our caloric reserves are getting bigger because we are storing more and more calories because it's easy I don't need to be fit. I don't need to be anything, and I can always be fed. That's amazing. We covet, like if we're, we look at animals, there is, no, there is no other thing that covets the other species, that covets the weak, except for us. So if I was like a rat colony and I said, hey, we're going to put some rats in here, but these things all have heart disease, and these ones get cancer, and these ones uh, are psychotic, and these ones are all that, and we want them to really breed a lot in the colony versus I have a colony where I put a bunch of healthy rats in there, and 20% of all, you know, the, the rat production is like maybe kind of weak, and they, they let them all die. I would come back and say, okay, what do you think the chances are in five years if I come back to colony A and colony B, which colony would I expect to be good and pretty much the same? Which colony I'd be like, holy shit, I don't really know. Because we know the ones where the, the, the weak things die off because of survival of the fittest, because that's how, this is biology. This is basic biology, survival of the fittest. So if I am something born, I'm a fish, and I'm born without my gills uh, being a certain way or my fins or I have no tail, fan or whatever, and I can't catch food, I die because it's for the betterment of other, the salmon stock. But if I keep allowing these deformed fish, I say, oh, we got to covet this deformed fish. Now go, go breed over there. And now I'm going to add the defective 
no tail gene. Eventually, eventually, that salmon stock is going to be infiltrated by all the DNA of the no-tail salmon. And then, you know what? I can't take care of this anymore. And then suddenly, the price it pays for that population is extraordinary versus that salmon stock where the weaker genetically, the mutant genes that just were not fit died off. And we don't do that. We don't do that. The... The average American is getting dumber. That's a fact. Because as soon as you give us technology, everything is now, we don't need to think, we don't need to reason, we don't need to do anything because it's technology. And now I'm a, um, I'm a teenage girl. And a teenage girl is like, where like they're, they're insecure and they're really trying to figure themselves out. And there's hormones, they're trying to figure out what kind of human they are and all that different stuff. It's a very troubling time. And obviously a teenage boy too, but... It's, it's a very, it, it, that time is like, can define who you are. You change it with this because, oh my God. Now I, oh, wait, hold on. I got to put everything through a filter. So I'm a girl and I've, I go. I've watched that turn grown men into teenage oh, girls. Okay, no, no. But I, I was just, I was using something. But yeah, right, equally no, I, no, men. But what we're doing is, so the girl needs to go and post something. I see, am I pretty or cute or whatever it is? So they post it and then they look, oh, many likes and whatever. So now they're being judged or they're being this, but they're putting themselves on these different things. This is creating a very skewed thing because you know what? This isn't real. There's nothing real about this. This is all about perception, but we're now telling people this is more real than mommy and daddy downstairs who tell you, you need to do your homework. Yeah. You need to do this. You need to do that. And the, or for that and matter, that, your husband who loves you and thinks you're beautiful and you have a family and it's all wonderful, but your life you feel like is ruined because the computer's telling you something different and, 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 and you're and not and like it this is, it, it, It's so sad, but people are getting everything. So I don't need a rainforest to exist anymore when I can go on to make-believe land. So the rainforest just became less important. I want to get a gauge for how far gone you think it is. If, if all industry... It was eradicated today, and we're back in teepees waiting for the buffalo to come by to feed up. Would, would, would everything bounce back, or are we too far past well, that? Well, okay, obviously you have some species that are just gone. Right. But we, like, if we, like, at the, like the American prairie, we've altered it so much by allowing the grazing. And, you know, you have hooved stock that, like, literally tear up the entire plant versus a browser, which is like, you know, like a bighorn sheep or you know something yeah. like that that's a nibbler and they 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 create they're there because they lived in balance so sure a lot of things would start bouncing back i mean if we look at covid and industrialized pollution so if you look at california you like the smog has gone away and then there's like you can the sky's blue and then there's life on the beach or, or whatever you can see life will bounce back if you don't pollute or you don't keep taking from the environment if you take less from the environment than what it can produce, there's a good chance that can manage itself and survive. But when you take more, like we do with fish, take more fish stocks, then the fishery can support its designed to fail. So places like New Zealand, they had like they had some like severe overfishing. And New Zealand was progressive enough where they said, okay, we're going to create a five-mile zone. You can't fish in it. Nothing. You cannot. There's nothing. And what you do is you create these islands, these refuges. 
and around these, and they, they allowed these five-mile areas of no fishing. In those areas, all the fish are safe. And so the fish that are reproducing there keep Pushing putting out. out to the other areas. And they, they're creating this, this balance. You know, we don't even like, like uh, we think about uh, lobsters, Maine lobsters. So if I went back 10 years, the Maine lobster industry was like, it was such a model. It was an incredible model, like, wow. I mean, like, you know, they have the, the big thing. If it's too big, you can't take it because it's a big female lobster. And they were trying to get you to get the younger stock but manage the breeder stock. And they, they really had this pretty good balance. And it was, like, <clears throat> it was uh, pretty amazing. So what's happened now? We now have, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I happen to know a lot of nonsense. Uh, so the acid, acidification of the ocean and what we've done is we've we're changing the alkalinity and what the alkalinity is would be like calcium content and manganese content and minerals so if i'm a lobster and i start you know as this basically this bit of plankton and I, so what i'm going to do i'm going to pull things from my environment so if i want to have a shell i need to be able to calcify my shell so i need to be able to have available calcium that's soluble in a solution as well as when i'm eating things i'm getting calcium and manganese and, and all these different things so I can build a shell. So what's happened, there's less of that because we're adding fresh water to the system and the calcium content and the alkalinity, which is the buffering. Alkalinity is essentially, it's uh, think about it as like a resistance to acids. Sure. So if I have less alkalinity in a, a, a salt environment, so let's say the ocean is... 8.2 pH, and it's got a salinity of like 22. So if I keep on adding fresh water, my salinity is going to go down. And when I add the fresh water, it generally has a very low alkalinity because I can't man manage a lot of alkalinity easily in that fresh water, but I can manage more alkalinity in my salt environment. So there's less alkalinity, so there's less ability to oppose the the pH changes, environmental changes due to things like acids. Acids are generated by, obviously, rain, any kind of organics going into the ocean, uh, and also the metabolic systems of animals, all these acids. So what's happened is now the lobsters, their shells are so thin, they're getting these little holes. And these little holes, they're getting, like, I think they're getting um, a bacterial lesion. So what's happening now is you'll see... Uh, They'll like have like a lobster lobster rolls instead of getting like a main lobster, they're getting like lobster rolls because they don't want people to see the lobster because the lobster has all these holes in it now, and now they're having to go further up into Nova Scotia where there's maybe less acidification of this stuff. But all this stuff is happening very quietly, and people don't think about it. But if you know like. You know, to me, the Great Barrier Reef. So that's like one of the most incredible ecosystems on the planet, and we can see it dying from space. And you know what? You know what coral bleaching is. Mm -hmm. So you under, you understand how that works? Yes. Okay. There. Once it's done, you're gonna have a giant fucking wasteland, and that's the nursery of the of that ocean, of all that immediate ocean. Then what? These people, you go to Haiti. Haiti is basically an island where the human population has deforested Haiti where there's nothing. 
There is no forest. There's nothing. So, and all, all the organics have run off into the ocean and now have basically suffocated all the coral reefs. They're eating fish the size of damselfish, these little teeny fish. And like Jacques Cousteau showed it, and he, he, he goes to Haiti, this is years ago, and when he was alive and all that, and, uh, you know, cinematography, and they show the Haiti tropical, you know, uh, reef and you know, just splendor, right? He goes back 10 years later, and he's horrified. It's like fucking gone, like 10 years. So in Haiti, years ago, I don't know if it's still present now, the government would pay you a dollar to plant a tree. But at some point, as that tree's growing, you can then harvest that tree for charcoal, and it's worth more than the dollar. So they can't even, that was like their way to like maybe start replanting the forest. But the, the bio demand on an environment due to you know, us being the bio demand exceeds the ability for that environment to respond if given time or removing us. The only way it can respond, if they've, they've done it in the uh, American Plains where they actually stop the, the, the grazing cattle and they just they, they section it off. They, they fence it off and it's amazing how stuff happens. But you know it's going to take a while for the, the plants because you have to have the birds going there and then they collect the seeds, they're eating the seeds and they go and they disperse it and all this different stuff. So over time, as humans have come into these environments, First thing is uh, we, we start uh, the biodiversity of all the different life that existed in that plane mm. starts getting lost. So the, the, maybe the, uh, the, the predators, the apex predators are the first ones to go. And then as we start going down, we then start losing some of like the herbivores and the browsers that maybe were food items for those predators. But eventually you're losing the plants and all the different stuff. So if I take a rainforest and let's say it's 100 square miles of rainforest, and I go around that 100 miles of rainforest, how far in do I have to go in that rainforest where from the edge inward, what is that distance before I get to the internal part of the rainforest where it actually acts like the center of the rainforest? There is going to be whatever that buffer zone is from that dry, arid area to that lush rainforest where the biodiversity is shit where things are vanishing. And generally what happens is we keep shrinking that system. It, you just keep doing it. And, and eventually it, it has to fall on its face. And, you know, like bats in a tropical rainforest, that's a huge spreader of seeds. And historically bats would, you know, feed in the forest and then fly over to areas maybe where the forest been cut down and they reseed things. But... It's, it's, dude, it's, I th I think, it's pretty, I think a it's lot pretty of it, traumatizing a if lot you of think it, about I these. I think it comes from like our, our focused destruction or focused use of certain resources, right? So if you're here in New Hampshire and you go to the grocery store and, you're, and you're eating bananas or something like that, they're going to have a huge, like, where, where do the bananas grown? That kind of thing. Everyone in the world wants, or avocados is a great example. You know what I mean? Water it they takes they to grow make an right avocado. here and that's it, and the whole world consumes it. So you have to consume the entire ecosystem that is capable of growing avocados to produce enough for everybody to have avocados. And then through marketing and stuff like that, they get everybody hooked on these delicious 
flat fatty avocados that are delicious types of avocado and yeah yeah you know and it's the same thing with like palm nuts or or whatever the thing is but have you ever been to uh singapore singapore is a really cool country it's a it's a city state it's a tiny island you could probably run from one side to the next in a day one of the coolest things is it's it's another English colony, so they're very like westernized in their thinking. Interesting accent to have that that like Chinese. Well, they all speak Asian like five but, languages. Right, but the, but the, 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 the British Asian influence yeah. accent is is just, I I know that what size it is you're talking about because I had a overnight layover there one time and we had enough time to like wander across. The yeah, it's small, <laughs> but it's a it's a tropical rainforest, and yet they have these like giant skyscraper buildings and stuff like that. One of the coolest things, I got stuck there for three weeks one time. One of the coolest things was to see the infrastructure of how they built, where they're using, it's a tiny island, they're using the whole thing, and yet they allow just like corridors. Like, you know, you would be walking down a sidewalk, and it's like a westernized, basically air-conditioned sidewalk outside that you're walking down, and then the sidewalk turns into a path, and it goes like around uh, a pond or something like Evaporated that, a spring, and, and then this. it pops up and then it goes around. But what they do is they're 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 utilize they're allowing like um, they're allowing wildlife corridors and things like that. Like okay, uh, they, these things have to move this stuff, so they build around the stuff without trying to impact like kind of the core systems of the island. And they've been fairly successful in that's, that's, you have this massive city living alongside like large jungle creatures and everybody's somehow you're not in teepees is what i'm saying and yet you're coexisting that, that's that's beautiful but you know generally if you look at the human animal asians tend to have uh, more mental capacity than they're they're smart sorry they are that's i mean if you look at all the you know the, the breakdowns and stuff like that they're the the asian the average Asian mind, I think, is is more intelligent than a European. I think, what, what do you think what, that is? That, what is that like? It's just, just genetics it's just, it's, or it's, culture. I mean, I think it's probably genetics and all all that kind. Of, I mean, just like if you look at um, I, I I mean, this is all just. I look at humans as just being animals. So let's say I I think if uh, let's say you said, well, Kevin, if you took all the different races, what is the most physical, like, what's the best? I'd probably, in my little mind, I would, certainly it's not Europeans. I would say, like, a, a, a black person from Africa is pretty, like, it is, like, the ultimate physical best to me is, like, or, you know, some of these islands, I'm sure there's all the different places. But let's say if I just said um, a black person from Africa is probably the most physical they're like their their muscles and their 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 ability to do all these things and they're athletic and stuff like that and then we did this with aboriginal people too if you take them and you give them shitty food and you feed them their their body is like so refined and like can you know what it over you know Fine ancestry it's what it grew it it evolved on uh, whatever Around the diet resources. was, and then if all you give it Western Western diet, like if you look at like black males, their their chances of a heart attack by the age of forty five is pretty fucking extraordinary because their body is like it's like a race car versus you know uh, uh, Hyundai. 
So, so the issue is not, is not like this race versus that race or any of that. It's the homogenation of the planet. So in other words, like if you're from the Philippines and you were raised on the diet of all the natural resources from that island, your body becomes fine too. I was okay, amazed okay. how healthy poor people in Indonesia okay, are. Okay, so, all right, so. You, you know, know what I mean? You know African the, plain. Do you, know what the China, do you know what the China study is? The China study? Okay, no. so they take, um, I'll just give you the anecdotal aspects of it, is uh, they take like 17 million deaths. That they have like, okay, this person died from this, and this was the reason. Okay. And it took them like seven years to, to log all this. So they basically, in theory, took about 17 million people. What was the reason of death? Okay. And then they noticed over time, the people, so this was like in you know, Asia, so China and stuff. And they noticed that the people used to live a pretty long time, and they would die often due to something that's related to poverty. Okay. Okay, and then they noticed as time went on, they started dying from something else, and they started dying from heart disease mm. and cancer. Everything common to Americans. Okay, but what it was, it was common to industrialization. So you took yeah. a, like well, that's we, why I say what you just said, industrialized so, no, no, very yeah, quickly. Okay, so you take a poor farmer that generally doesn't have a, a daily uh, source of chicken, but they have veggies and they kind of they work and they're meager they're yeah. things and they probably stay lean or so what when, they, they when i lived in indonesia you're eating the equivalent of like two chicken nuggets and a meal with a bunch of rice and vegetables okay, okay. so you perfect know, so, so, it's so a perfect balance. so what they they learned when they had enough money yeah they started including animal-based protein mm -hmm. into their diet when that happened they started dying from heart disease and cancer yeah. but before that if they couldn't afford to eat meat they lived longer and they were healthier. And that's very, yeah. very... And, it, and I don't think it's like that meat, meat or animal protein in, is inherently like poisonous to humans or anything like that. I think that, I think that our balance no, is insane. No, nope, that the balance nope, is nope, way nope, off. Nope, no, I completely disagree with you. Well, there's well, nothing... A vegan argument. Then. No, like no, it. but it, there's nothing... <laughs> you cannot tell me... That I watched two vegans argue about no, whether meat's no, good enough. No, you can't <laughs> tell me... Let's say... I, I, two, okay. two cheating vegans. So, no, no, no. So if I have steak yeah. versus a bunch of uh, vegetable-based protein. You cannot, cannot, you don't have a scientific point so, to say, no, no, no. Steak is, steak, oh, it's steak yummy. Is, no, Fuck no, no. yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no, well, my point is like steak is awful, what it's become. On the other hand, if you were to eat, like let's say you shot a squirrel. Dude, no, 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 I'm not, listen, I'm not, the, I, dude, I, I respect hunters because a hunter who goes out and gets, harvests a deer, that deer, you know, I get it all, and the forest is still there. So right. another deer can go there. I'm right. not, I'm not poo-pooing any of that. But, okay, what are you? Are you an omnivore? Are you a herbivore? Are you a carnivore? Or are you a frugivore? Well, I like to say I'm vegan, but the truth is uh, I'm um, No, what are omnivore. you? Omnivore. Omnivore. Okay, so you're an omnivore. Says who? Uh, my diet. No, you're wrong. I, I no, no. What, what? I think what says what you are is actually your your physical being, your your body, right? Your genetic code. No, no. What, what if I look at your body? You have a weak stomach acid. You have a very long gut. You have the sure. jaw okay. back and forth of a fucking frugivore. You have three and a half pounds of microbes in your gut. They're superfood, 
is fruit. You're a fucking frugivore, dude. You're not an omnivore. You're not a carnivore. You're not a herbivore. You are designed. You're saying I should just be eating fruit and nothing but fruit? No, you eat, no it's fruit and, and veggies because your gut, why do you think you have a long gut? If I go and dissect a dog, do they have a long gut or a short gut? Short. Is it a short gut? It's a short yeah. gut. Short. Their stomach pH is so powerful, it can like digest bits of bone and tendon and stuff like that. If I put, so if you eat, a, let's say if I give you a block of cheese, I give you a block of cheese, so basically cheese this might as well be a piece of meat. It's got massive saturated fats, it's got salt, it's got casein protein, it's got all this different stuff. And I, you eat this big block of cheese, within a few minutes, your body goes into a freak out. Because what's happening is your body needs to dump an incredible amount of acid into your stomach and not a very efficient added acid that's not designed to break down cheese or meat. It's designed to like digest the banana. So what happens is, you know, pancreatitis is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so your body does not want pancreatitis. So it immediately starts dumping. Any itis for that right. matter. Yeah, true. <laughs> so it, it, it starts dumping a whole bunch of acid into your stomach because it needs to break that material down because it can't have it rot or go bad and have pancreatitis or any of that because that'll make you really sick. So now you've just dumped a shit ton of acid in there to digest that block of cheese. And there's something called an acid index of food. So if I look at the acid index of food, let's say to digest an ounce of cheese, and I look at the acid index of food to digest an ounce of brown rice, ounce of banana, you're going to see that the acid index of cheese is really high, and the acid index to digest banana or a yam or potato or, or whole grain bread is very, very low. So I go eat a hamburger with cheese, all sorts of fat, whatever. I've just eaten this meal that is traumatic for my body. You have a massive inflammatory reaction when that food goes in your stomach. And uh, like so- with cheese is it's super addictive because when your body breaks it down, it almost turns it into like a- uh, Ketomorphines. Yeah, it's almost like- No, it's not almost like it is. It's ketomorphines. So you have receptors in your brain. So it's the same receptors that- uh, Like heroin. heroin, Very good. So that, but that's the bond between uh, a mother cow- and her baby, and so when the mother cow wanders off, the baby just comes running because it's constantly nursing because it's it's that um, feel good, it's it's that uh, comfort. Yeah. Or, or I'm being taken. Or whatever. Care. So so you've eaten. It's like an opiate. So so what's happened is, so you're sitting here and we fucking love it. Like I'm gonna mm, freaking eat like a double Wendy's heart attack burger and fries and blah blah blah. All this and a shake, and I'm eating that, and yummy. It's yummy because it has everything we want. It has salt, and it has fat. So I've ingested that, and now I have this massive index of acid needed. So all this acid, so as soon as you start eating, your, your saliva, that's like the beginning of it right. all. Okay, so I'm salivating, and I need to start digesting that really quick. So I'm dumping all this acid in there. How is that acid neutralized? Well, hopefully you eat a shit ton of plants to counteract it, No, so what it actually does, it actually takes the calcium out of your bones. Mm. So your bones are reserved, so our bones are just like a snake egg, all the little pores, so like 
dot, dot, dot. So our bones are, you know, if you look at our bones and you pull out all the calcium, it's porous. It's very porous. porous to cells. So it's, it's basically a calcium reserve. We but use calcium. Like a, if you go look at a bleached reef, it almost looks the same way. It's a similar structure. Yeah, stony corals and all that stuff. But uh, okay. so this is like the place for calcium storage and manganese and all sorts of other minerals. And we use like calcium just for our nerves to communicate. So if we don't have enough calcium, you know, like a beard dragon, the random Metabolic firing. Bone disease and all that. Okay, so what that is, is that is there's the calcium is no longer there. So your 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 uh, emitters and your receptors are firing because the, the calcium, which I guess kind of is part of the neuron transmission, is normally quieted or it's under control with the calcium. When you don't have it, they just start randomly firing. Now, what, what about nuts and seeds? Okay, well, one sec. So... You have eaten all this food. Now you dump a shit ton of acid in your stomach, and then you eventually digest it. So if that person is eating this burger and stuff like that versus another person that ate a yam and, and potatoes and, and broccoli, this person starts going, ah, I just want to take a nap, right? All that different kind of shit. I need to recuperate. That's an inflammatory reaction. Your, your fucking body is losing its shit and you are uh, uh, you are speeding your way to try to digest so, so you don't have pancreatitis so now after you've digested everything now your bones start giving all the base so it provides all the what neutralizes all the acid so that process of every meal having this high acid index dumping a shit ton of acid in your stomach and then neutralizing these bones. That's called metabolic acidosis. Metabolic acidosis in the average American diet will cause our body pH, let's say the human animal has an optimal body pH of 7.3, which means its metabolism and its immune response is excellent at 7.3. If I start making it 6.8, my immune response might only be 80%. And my, I might not be able to metabolize things as well. And all this different shit. You start adjusting the person, they start getting a little fatter, they start getting a little unhealthier, all that stuff. So we're just slowly eroding the quality of that person's life because something is yummy and whatever. But if you look up acid index of food, it's amazing. So nuts and seeds, unless you have, you know, uh, uh, diverticulitis or, or something like that. But nuts and seeds are like an incredible source of protein and calories. That's why birds and all that stuff and stuff eat it. But being a, a, a grazer, there is, back to the original thing, you can't argue meat is a better source of anything unless you're talking about like iron. B B12 and iron. Yeah, that's, well, that's, 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 that's it. But you can get B12. You get B12 from a lot of, uh, you so know, vegetable stuff. Like, algae. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very good, very good. And uh, but we can get iron by just taking a supplement. But that's still not a good because the next. Do you know that you cannot write on a box of eggs that it's good for you? It, you can't write it's healthy for you. It's a good source of protein. You can't do any of that. Do you know that? No, I didn't you, know that. none of us know it because all we're doing is being lied to. We're being mismanaged. Our brains because we're relying on. It's part uh, of a healthy, balanced breakfast. But that, do you know who created all that? <laughs> I, I will tell who you. Who all that. created that was the food pyramid. That's all the food industry working with the government. And right, they're all yeah. in bed together. And yeah. we're the cattle. Just yeah. a giant field of us. They should let the reptile idiots. industry work with the government to come up with some posters and charts. <laughs> you're, you're trying to say. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, I've done. I've, I can attest anecdotally to 
I've done those different diets where I've eaten vegan for an extended period of time and, and raw diets, and the way I've felt has been pretty incredible. But it's so hard to stay away from it in the culture we live in. And, and, okay, so therefore, I'm a cheating vegan. So I grew up with you guys. It's just easier. Yeah. So, But I can eat really pretty decent 70 80% of the time, and I can easily you know, go an extended period of time where I don't eat any animals or any, anything like that. It doesn't phase me because I've learned all these other ways to eat things. Yeah. Like I've, Barb, I've done, I've Barb is... Too. My wife is actually way up on that stuff. Like, like you, you guys would be preaching to so, each other dude, right now. But. Do, you, do you, like, it's amazing. Like when I was, I used to, you know, uh, when I was uh, doing jits, like the next day, like, oh, fuck, it's sore. Oh, fuck, my workout was killing me. As soon as I started becoming like a vegan, the soreness went away. Recovery is just like that. Mu Muay Thai, yeah, same, same deal. You're just three, like, I'm not like, I'm not even like, I'm like, like not even. Where is all this energy? And, and then your addiction, after from. about a couple of weeks, your food addiction goes away, like the, yeah. the pizza things and the did do 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 There is, anymore. but you know, it's so amazing. If you ever listen to somebody who's like anti-vegan, where do you get your protein? It's like, you have what IQ of, of like uh, a leech. You you like you literally don't, don't know what you're talking. So yeah, I know. Well, do you proteins know, are beat up of so, built up of amino acids, and as long as you have. But all there's going to be people that gonna, will try to argue. So the strongest man, the strongest man, let's say in the United States or in the world or whatever, but the strongest man, right? What is he? Strongest man, just listen, whatever. What is he? Is he a carnivore? Is he? Conor McGregor, who's like, I'm going to eat steak and then go and lose a fight to a vegan. Are you talking about a specific guy yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, it's like strong man, like lifting the most weight? Yes, or? he's the strongest man. Uh, I think he's the strongest man in the world. He broke all the records. He's, he's not even big. He's short. He's got dark hair. He's got the beard. Dude, he's unfucking believable. He's a vegan. He's a vegan. You know the guy who does the free climbing, like these, these cliffs, like, you know, with a little tip of his finger and he's, people are dying on it and stuff like that? Vegan. Uh, American Ninja, the guy who won it all. He's a vegan. All this different stuff. Because your recovery time is incredible. And you don't have arthrosclerosis. You don't have plaque in your blood vessels. So here's, do you... Uh, let me tell you right now, you're ins inspiring me. You, you're scared, you scared me first. And now, now you're inspiring because I've been down the road before. And I, literally, when I get home, I'm about to do a. a you're talking like, about the cleanse. Get, bam, I'm doing but what you got to do is just kind of like ease yourself into that lifestyle. And then what you could do because you're a healthy dude. There, he, dude, this guy's fucking unbelievable. He's Patrick Baumanian. He isn't even. He's not like what you would think. Like you know, you have to be like the size he of a house, like a gorilla. Which, by the way, are vegan. But yeah. Yeah. There you. <laughs> there you go. It's it's. I mean, look at a rhino and an yeah. elephant and oh, all yeah. this different stuff. And Everything we're, with muscles. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. I mean, yeah. you know, look at, look at all these primates. They got like the strength. They're like, pull your arm off yeah. or whatever. But it's like you start like, dude, I just like started educating myself. And I'm like, I cannot believe how I was lied to. Like everything that I thought was something well, was wrong. I'll, and I'll I, tell you. And I like to learn about things. I just like to, for the hell of it. But when you say that. Yeah. Alzheimer's and dementia. What's it from? Acid. Having a too, acidic, too much acid. No, well, having an, <laughs> having, a, having an acidic. Uh, is it not from having? Is that what you believe? I I don't. That's what I'm. That's my wild guess right now. Stabbing. It's it's so simple. It's amazing. 
so simple. And so when do we get dementia and Alzheimer's? When you're older. Okay. And so we go through our normal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Oh, As we go of, through... Lack of calcium? No. As we go through our normal lifestyle, we have a collection of plaque and cholesterol and all the different things that build up in our blood vessels. We get high blood pressure. So what happens? Our, so the pipes in our body get smaller, and we're still expecting them to do the same things. So in your brain, you get all this gray material, and you've got these really teeny little blood vessels, shitloads of little teeny blood vessels, right? What do those little blood vessels do when they have a lifetime of animal-based proteins and fats and arthrosclerosis? What happens? Are you closing them off? They, they clog yeah, up, swelling them up, and they, they stop. Them up. And then what happens to that part of the brain? Dies. You guys are saying, this is, it's, that's why there's no cure for it. This is, it, we're in such a fucking la-la land. Yeah. It's so simple. But, you know, Your brain what I was starts like, dying. It goes quiet. People, that's why. People, I think when you start talking too much, people are like, that's, that's too much. I give up. Yeah. I, I just have to eat some bacon or something. You know what I mean? No. But I can tell you, even from personal experience, you know what I mean? Like, the interesting about, thing about life is you, you take experiences, and you have to get off your phone to do this, but you go have a personal experience. You process the information. You educate yourself. You learn more about it, and you move on. I'm a, I was a Mr. Meat and Cheese kind of guy for a very, very long time. You know what I mean? I'm your typical oh, 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 American man, you know? But uh, what didn't sit right with me was just driving from Pittsburgh to Denver and saying, how come there's no more room for bison and wolves? Like, that's sad, you know? And then clicking that all that, those resources are all leveled to use to feed the food that we eat in the form of cattle, pigs, chickens, whatever. And so I was like, you know, I can't call myself an animal lover. This is going to be really hard, but I'm going to try to make a lifestyle decision for myself not to overconsume those resources anymore. And a side effect was it, three weeks into it, like I said, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel great. I feel like I wake up with a clear mind. I have a lot of energy. I'm not having headaches, all the aches and pains in my body. It was amazing. I, I talked to you about it because you knew me during that time when I turned. I was like, this is amazing. I, I talked to everybody, but I was like, this is great. This is, I mean, we're on to something here. And I you suffer from I mean? depression. So if I eat bad, I become very depressed. Yeah. Like it really does. Like, um, you think that's why so many people get depressed like around the holidays and stuff like well, that? Well, I, I, I suffer from stuff. like seasonal depression and yeah. I have like, like, you know, I have like anxiety. But, I, you know, I grew up a very, very shy kid. I didn't, like, know how to get along with other kids because I wanted to go play with bugs. So then when I grow up to a group of people, all they want to do is kill my bugs. <laughs> kill my snakes. And I was like, I can't understand you. And they're like, you like animals too much, and we don't understand this, and we want to play with toys. And I'm like, I want to play with toys too, but I love, I love all the animals. Well, you kind of, you've, you've inspired me here because I've, I've made a goal this year to, to participate in a triathlon, and I feel like I'll, be, I'll do Dude, much better if I jump on the... Yeah. So much better, dude. I do Muay Thai, or yeah, I haven't done it since you know COVID. But like, I'm in you know classes for like 20 year olds and stuff like that, and they don't, they don't have any idea. They're like, I don't know how old I am, or, or like you're doing this stuff, and and I'm right there, you know. And uh, Kevin, how old are you? 
That's your fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we need it for the podcast. It's for posterity. Where does, can you tell me where, where whiskey fits in with veganism? Uh, it's vegan. It's truly. Don't throw me. I'm doing this. You guys are like giving me like peer pressure. You told me like, <laughs> dude, you're so weak. We're gonna and get you wasted. And then go so kill a bunch loser. of bugs. Never, Never left our mouths. No, it's um. <laughs> I'm not like a really dude. Terror. Terror makes me look like a. 13 pound girl. She can like oh destroy wine. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can't like drink half a, half a glass of wine. And well, like, what, I, do, I, what do you think? Of, what do you think of this stuff? I do like it. I really like the bottle too. Yeah. Well, so uh, this is about to get a little cooler for you. So we need to get this into was, it. This was sponsored by Blackened. Our, we started a, Take a guess. We started a, a whiskey channel. It's called the Whiskey Wimps. They sponsored this. No, I, I, it's nice. So I like, I like, so you like yours neat. Yes. yes. All right. I like mine like a bitch. No, it's more. Water. It's better than ice though, because you still get the flavors. The ice kills the flavor. If you mix a little water, well, you mixed a lot of water. I right? mixed a lot of water because I'm just like a little baby, but I still want to hang with you guys. So. Well, you know what makes this whiskey even cooler? Is it like mouthwash? This is. You notice the name of the whiskey? Blackened. Take, just take a guess. Isn't it blackened? It, that is the name of the whiskey. It's called blackened. I'm just. I'm just seeing where he takes it from. I'm like, not saying anything, probably because he's turning around and saying I'm racist or something. No, like, no. Nope. <laughs> I'm turning that away. Here, here's, here's one more clue, and then I'll just give it to you. Look at the top of the, the lid. Not that it's on brand, but... The M? went. I'm too stupid. What am I looking at? I yeah, it's an M. Okay. And then look again at the name of the what the whiskey's called again. And put two and two together. Who makes that whiskey? M Blackened? Dave, I, well, that, that's remastered by Dave Pickerel, or whatever. That's that's not us. This is terrible. Oh, I don't oh, want this. Is, I'm too this, stupid. There's a reason why I'm not getting this, but Kevin, you should be getting this, as you hold your guitar. Oh, you metal. You, oh my God! I was like, <laughs> I was like one of the first things I'm saying, like black, and I'm like, yeah, Metallica. But I'm like, <laughs> this is Metallica's whiskey. Yeah. How cool is that? You're welcome. This is Metallica's whiskey. <laughs> yes. There you go. So it's my first. You know what I love about obviously. So Metallica to me had died like in a plane crash, like because the or old Metallica. That's right. You mean? Or something like that. But I, James Hetfield loves honeybees, and I watch this thing and I'm like, all right, James, you you can be lame on your music and be a, <laughs> a shadow of what you were, but you like love him. honeybees and like he's like I just want to be like on my farm and all that. And I'm like, I love that. Because it's, it's like, because he, he was exposed to everything and then he just like simplifies, you know, his pleasure and he like wants to talk about it and tell you the honeybees are dying. And to me, that is like, what a. Uh, what, Kevin, why are animals so important to you? Why, why that's is that? That's a really good question. I mean, obviously, I always, with them I'm for some always reason. like why? a defender of like the, the weak. I guess, or or whatever, and you know now you're talking about something with no voice yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, I um, I think is our responsibility as a civilized creature to um, have respect for the things that we basically uh, victimize in our day to day lives. I myself included. And uh, it's like it's like it's the balance you have to you have to pay for it. But and then you know, as more I got into animals, they are exactly what we think they are. 
people, your best friend in the world, will sell you down the river or do something to you. And, and well, how many times have you had somebody... Uh, what was the famous Steve Irwin uh, quote? Like, crocodiles are easy. They just want to kill you. Yeah. People sometimes yeah. pretend to be oh, nice first. Yeah, that's... No, that's it. <laughs> People you know, are I worked with Steve Irwin. He was wonderful, and that was a very, very October day of really sadness. But uh, we won't talk about that because that's really sad, and there's no silver lining to that. But uh, just, the, just the animal thing, I think, um, I think it's pretty simple. When I was a little kid, a lot of bad things happened to me. So um, I didn't talk to anybody, so I would go out in the woods, and the only thing I could find to something to do or something, whatever, happened to be animals. And, and then I was like, they were what they were. You know, like a salamander was a salamander. And well, You're, you're and, part of this creation. You're the part of this environment. And so you're, I, I think... You're, you're inherently connected. You know, if you if you shut up and you sit out, go out and you sit down, you're connected with stuff. I see this in my daughter. This is my this oh, is my okay, yeah. attempt and, and, and to define what's no, going on. No, because no, no. my daughter's like this. She calls herself the bug lover on Instagram. She has her own thing. She's the one with the scorpion, right? Kira. She doesn't get along with the other kids. So she goes to the corner of the playground, she sits down and she looks at the bugs. That was me. And she fits in. Why? Not because she acts like a bug or thinks like a bug, but there's there's some kind of connection. That's what so, I'm trying to figure it out. So you know? I started with like fish, tropical fish, and as far as keeping goes, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. So you create a little ecosystem in your house. So you've got your bedroom, and all of a sudden, you know, I got an area where I get a fish tank, and then it becomes a room where I got some snakes and fish. But that is like when you walk in there, all these animals are there for you to admire, but then they also create like an alternate safe place for you. So, you know, like if you have uh, an extra room and you got snake racks or whatever, you're creating a place that you go in there and it's like, this is your place. This is like your little magic place. And you look at this and you look at this crazy looking ball python. You look at this great gecko, this amazing chameleon and... You can lose yourself in that, and you lose, you escape, you escape all of realities. I guess a perfect example would be a fish tank. So, if I set up a 55-gallon community tank, and I had a really stressful job, to almost any single person, and they all had uh, very stressful jobs, I could put this 55-gallon tank in in a place in their home or someplace. And I could sit them all down in front of it, and they would all pretty much come out with the same thing. Like, wow. Like, it calmed me down. Because you lose yourself. You lose yourself in the, the nature of the animal and the mesmerizing thing. And like, how is that fish this? And how is that? Because there's so many answers you don't know about, but you lose yourself, and you let your problems go away for a little bit. And we, we're very much into escapism. Is it because escapism. our, yeah, is it because our problems are are things that we're trying to add to our life and maybe sometimes the answer is just stripping it away. When you look I at a had fish, a lot of it's just problems. a neon tetra or whatever right. and they're schooling and they move left and they move right and it's calming it's and it's peaceful because it's just a tetra being a tetra yeah. and that's it. But but you don't have to like when and I was sometimes a little, little I just kid, wish I could be me. That I couldn't like navigate through. Yeah. I could look at like ants or like I'm going to make an ant farm and it was like that. Yeah. And I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And it was like, there's always some weird thing that I wanted to do. 
and it just continued. I'm going to breed fish. And I was just dying to breed fish. And I'm going to do something, which basically when you breed something, you're, you're, you're starting to like prove that you understand the animal yeah. more. Yeah, right. You take it through its entire life cycle, not just a yeah, little and section And you're responsible of it. For, for life because the, the average human, all we do is cease life. We, we end life. We take away life. We, we remove their lives so we can do all the different things. And the only life we really create is a child. And then that child is then, once again, is destroying all those things. So it's just, it's basically taking all these lives for that one life because it's of a higher intellect. So I have a question. I want to play the devil's advocate for a minute, okay? Just because I'm really liking where this conversation is going. I think a lot of people would see... Maybe maybe ignorant people. I, from my perspective, they would be ignorant. I think a lot of people would see hypocrisy in you saying, "Oh yeah, no, listen that that you want that you want to appreciate life, and yet you partake in in a pet trade, yes, and an industry, yes, that removes life. Captive breeding, like your ball pythons, are kind of a different thing because they're gone way beyond that. But but let's take for example, like you know the the, the collection of you know, water monitors. Okay, that's right? great. Okay, stick with water monitors. Keep yes. Going. Okay, yeah. So you're taking water monitors out of the wild, and and the pet trade is historically done bad things to the environment. It definitely has in certain I'm cases. Not, I'm not arguing. I'm just waiting yeah. for you to finish your your. No, no, no. So so I guess my question is like, you seem to have thought a lot of this stuff through. What would you say to the people who are like, no, I see hypocrisy. You say you're all about life but you're still consuming that animal and putting that fish in that tank or that water monitor in captivity for your own personal consumption I'm and a enjoyment. M- I'm a massive hypocrite. Okay. I'm a misanthrope. I hate the animal that you are. I hate the animal that I am. I'm, I am horrible. I have a, my footprint and what I take no, I'm not. No, no, no. This isn't me. I'm not saying this is. No, this is not me talking down. This okay. is me being disgusted by myself, by Tara, by Barbara, by all of us, because we're all fucking humans. And all I'm doing is I'm being treasonous to, to humans because I am pointing out all the, the negatives. But if we take water monitors. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I got some water monitors is why, out of the wild. How many... How many water monitors did I get out of the wild? Now, 20. Okay, but stop crinkling. <laughs> okay. Water break. Water break. Well, a, a water monitor. Oh, a hold water, on, I'm not done. Yeah, okay. You took 20. Let's say you took 20, or maybe you took 200. I don't know. You're a... It's like, this, the bull, <laughs> this you. is the china shop. There's the bull, guys. That's Barb. Thank you, Barbara. Okay. So let's say you, let's, how let's, many how many water monitors? Let's say you took two hundred to get your colony established. Do you think that maybe be like fair overall? That's too many. Do you think that's too many? Yes. Well, I, well, I well, let's say forty made it to you, but one hundred and sixty died oh, on the way okay. here. So I, yeah, I won't know. So, okay. so your footprint. Okay. Uh, and I'm just just for the sake of the argument, let's just say it's two hundred. Because I mean, you're one of the biggest water monitor guys. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 You're probably the largest consumer of water monitors okay. that's not so skin let's, trade let's, related, okay, so let's, right? We'll look at the bigger. The okay. Trade. So have you ever seen? Monitor skin videos? Uh, I don't think I want to. I can imagine it, though. 
I've been in Asia. I've seen some dude, skin trade dude, stuff happen. What they can do in minutes yeah. is when they, when they get these animals and they render them, yeah. it is when they're going along in the boats with those waterways and they're getting them and getting them and getting them, <laughs> they can get those numbers real quick and then they, they harvest them and then they skin them so fast. Yeah. So, so let's say, not that it's 200, but let's say, let's say well, it was, I, whatever. Know, what, we it, don't know what the number yeah, is. Yeah, you're, you're just, never going to know the number. Yeah. Okay, so now I have my founding stock. Okay. What have I done with my founding stock? And have I now created an alternate, much higher quality Absolutely. source which then so that I don't have to take 200 to get in the monitors. Okay, I can exactly. Buy them from so you. now I have I'm in five generations removed from the wild. Okay. So that's and it, you know when I first got my first monitor, I had not a clue how to breed it, and I'm I might have a little bit of a clue how to breed it. You hand me one of them. And um, so that with some success. Obviously, a lot of times you take the animals from the wild and nothing positive ever comes of it. They just, they vanish. Um, but I was lucky with water monitors. I was able to authenticate my core breeding colony. And now I can make a lot of water monitors, especially if sure. I set my mind to it. I can make a lot of fancy water monitors and all those different stuff. And it depends on my emotional psyche if I'm you know, making 30 of them or if I'm making 300 of them, whatever it yeah. is. But... There's, there's a lot of good in that. And, you know, founding stock and then getting that where it's doing things, there is a lot of purpose. So, you know, the whole conservation through commercialization. So I probably understand. Well, like I said, nobody cares about something until it's worth I, money. I probably understand more about water monitors than most people. So if you go to sure. the Philippines where, let's say, they have maybe new chalas that are, Failing, you know, it's funny. I have friends in Indonesia. They can't breed water monitors. Really? They cannot. Breed it seems water. like you just put it outside in a cage, and then... that's what they do. Yeah. How come I breed them and they can't? I don't know. That's weird. You're in New Hampshire. Because I know. <laughs> I because you know why? I understand the 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 psychological thing. And there's there's certain you know there's certain people that are you know really good. I have a buddy, uh, Danny Gorman, and Danny Gorman, uh, he's in Bali. Yeah. And he's you know great access to these monitors. And Danny sees the monitors for what they are, and he breeds them very well. Yeah. And you can you can do these things, but you have to, you know, it's only certain people can do this because of their mindset and what they believe and da 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 Well, like you said, I think if you are breeding them, it shows that your husbandry, like what the animal needs according so, to that definition so of that animal is on point. One thing I always say is see the animal for what it is, not what you want to be. I was trying to say that today earlier, but I was... Whatever, but see an animal for, yeah, see an animal for what it is, not what you want it to be. Yeah. And let's say if we take dogs, mm -hmm. what a joke. We might as well take the dog and dress it up in Barbie little outfits because we have so removed that dog from being a dog, even though the dog is like, I'm a freaking dog. Put me around a couple other dogs and watch me act like a dog. And, and our, our denying of that and are this and that like dogs don't understand violence because i think you know it's pack mentality and we have a, a tear and you know strength whether it's a monkey you know a, a, tr a legion of monkeys or whatever the frig it is a pack of wild monkeys no. <laughs> they they have they have 
a troop of monkeys. They have the, uh, you know, probably the strongest, scariest male that the sub subordinate beta monkeys like don't mess with big mean monkey because he'll kill you. And that puts them in their place. And then they have subordinate monkeys to that. But you create the thing. So like the, the worst thing is like, I have a dog and I have a, like a chihuahua and I put a bowl of food and every time I go into the, the bowl and the chihuahua is like doing that kind of stuff. And um, I'm like, oh, oh, stay away from Fido because whatever. I have just screwed up the basics of dog you just, psychology. You just baited yourself. Well, because I just allowed that dog to challenge me. And I, now that dog's like, oh, maybe I'm going to be alpha, right? So the dog is not a subordinate member of your family. So now it's growling at me, but then I have a kid. And the kid who's definitely subordinate of me. Mm-hmm. Walks over to the dog dish and he's like, eh, goes down and the dog bah, bites him in the lip. Because I just set that dog up to fail. If I take that dog and make sure that dog knows there's three people in the house, we are all the dominant animals, whatever our pecking orders, and the dog is below that. Once the dog knows <clears throat> and knows its place, doesn't need to challenge it, it's psychological places like it knows where it is and it belongs mm. so uh, a troop of monkeys same kind of thing if i take a a circle of 10 people right and i take a spider monkey and that spider monkey is a little male spider monkey so he recognizes you know who's dominant whatever take that little male spider monkey out or it could be a female whatever that spider monkey you know what the first thing that spider monkey does to, for his own safety and his own well-being what's the first thing that monkey does what are you talking about? When you take it out of its enclosure? Comes, or there's 10 of us okay. all standing around. And the monkey comes out to meet us. And the monkey's like, oh, shit. What's going on? What's the first thing the monkey does? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking either shits or runs and hides, or I'm going the other side, I'm going prison and go for the biggest person and try and take them out. Well, <laughs> I think if you have the established relationship with the monkey it's gonna stick close to you no 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 oh, you don't. i don't You're none saying. of us know the monkey oh okay i got you the All first right. thing the monkey does because the monkey wants to survive mm-hmm. first thing the monkey does is it looks at all the people and finds the alpha finds the most dominant and then goes over to the dominant and is submissive to the dominant mm. and why because it if it is submissive to the dominant and it is accepted by the dominant, it just placed itself potentially higher than all the other nine. Mm. Think about that. Dogs will do the same kind of thing. And people are like, it's really, it's, it's people amazing. do too. Well, I see it. In, oh, all, no, all I'm, the not, time I'm not now saying people, all the no. reptile YouTubers. Dude, I'm not saying, I'm not <laughs> saying, the alpha YouTubers. no, I'm we'll not, I'm, hang out right next to I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> saying anything like that, but like, once they find I'm their place <laughs> and they know, like, their niche, they can, like, kind of, like, settle. I, mm. I know where I am. Not, like, constantly vying to, to go up. But if you put out the wrong signals to a dog, a dog, like, growls at you, Ooh, back down, or you let it growl at one person and not the other person, you're creating these questions. And that dog, all that dog wants to do is find its placement. And at some point, it might re-challenge. So in a day-to-day life, it might re-challenge because it wants to be closer to that alpha or it might want to replace the alpha. 
So we might do these little micro re-challenges, but on a normal household, it's like you're always going to be the little dog. And you always have to give them micro-corrections. And then you never have the macro problem, right? Because you've, you've built up all these little experiences in its head where it, it knows that you're the one that's doing the correcting, right? Yeah. And you know what that comes down to? Power and violence. Because if, if I watch wolves, you ever see a wolves that blah, explosive crate like coyotes mm-hmm. and they go to blah, 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 biting and their, their muzzles and you're like, oh my God, it's so violent. But some of that is just like such aggression and such a display of I can really fuck you up, but they might not be doing it unless it's a rival animal that's part of like not of that family or not of the pack. Yeah. Then it's like, you're a rival, I'm going to destroy you or whatever and it's a completely different thing. But they'll do all that and they quickly clarify. So if I'm an effective pack, I'm going to have my tier, you know, the most important animals to maybe the youngest, which is essentially the weakest or the least important to the success of that pack. But I need those alpha animals and the subordinate animals, which are the core of that group. And how the fuck did I get onto that subject? Your whiskey's war that little bit. Of work, dude, that little bit. And I'm no, like, I like it. I like it. Well, actually, here's my question. So, you know, one of the things we just went to dinner, and we were talking about how do we correct the uh, the issues within the reptile industry. And one of the things, so like a you know wolf pack or whatever. If the alpha's like, hey, we're gonna go hunt this elk, and nobody listens to him, nobody eats. You know, one of the things we were talking about in the reptile community and, and to the shame of reticulated python keepers in, in particular is that when the whole uh, Lacey Act thing was going down, um, people weren't hunting the elk. People weren't stepping up. People weren't going in and doing that kind of stuff. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. There, there's like, I think everybody wants to be the alpha. And so if they see someone who is actually, you know, doing things or, or being successful or doing good or, or implementing change or, or having some kind of a, um, people get jealous of influence. And if they see someone else influencing, they undermine, they, you know, like a chihuahua at the food. Am I right? Oh, oh sure. So, or, so uh, I guess I, I'm, I'm just being like silly right now. I just, I just want to like chase down the, the, the thought process, right? So maybe this is the wrong way, but yeah, well, if it's pack we're more mentality. Well, we're more complicated than that. We, as, although a lot of the discussion has been we're just an animal as humans, we are more complicated than an animal. Tribes. Because, yeah, okay. we've we got our ability we're, to, communicate, we're, to communicate across airwaves. You know, yeah, but like, it's the same, but it's the you, same you thing. I can correct you. can't enforce your mentality across the airwaves. I don't know about that. Yes, you do. Because if, if you're talking about the, the alpha being dom- determined by force and violence, if you're separated by a computer and so much distance, that force and violence doesn't mean like, anything. I was just saying, like, okay, there's a wolf pack with the violence. I'm just saying that is some of the basic I suppose, control. I suppose what I'm saying is maybe it's not like dominance and violence. Maybe that's kind of like... When there's no leader, that's going to be everywhere as everyone's trying to figure out what the heck is going on. But maybe there just needs to be some kind of a leadership. So, well, with the animals, we, we have, like, biomass, power, violence, and all these different things. And obviously, in some things, cunning and, and all that stuff. But humans, we can be formidable just with our brains because our willing to create bad situations or you know we, we involve weapons and we can poison i could i could being a 160 pound man go poison 
the strongest man in the world. Yeah. And he didn't know I put something in his drink because I'm devious and I'm this or I'm that. You're so we're nervous so, here, Kevin. You're yeah, we're so, we're so <laughs> devious and whatever. So it's not really, you know, it's not necessarily violence, although violence can be a, a big thing. But, you know, we're in today in a day and age, like, you know, cancel culture. And, and you can just say something, neg- you know, just call somebody like a, you know, the Me Too movement. Like, um, uh, imagine how many, you know, I always, I always get incensed about is, I, I watch these videos and like, you know, you see like this, let's say as an example, like a black man that's been in prison for 30 years because he was just like a black man that like I came out of a store and there was a black man, he just did something and then they do it and then they just hang it on him and he's in jail for 30 years. I become incredibly incensed by that because there's nothing you can do to return that person's fucking life and it's so wrong. It's, it, it makes me, makes me uh, nuts. And wait, hold on, I lost my track. This is terrible. <laughs> the Metallica! We're on the, we're on the Pac-Man tell we're on the, uh, the being able to enforce things, being able to destroy somebody oh, with yeah, your mind. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so we, yeah, definitely. So and it's, I was searching very, for, very for a vehicle for leadership. That's, that's kind of what how I you, was wondering. How do you have, how do you have uh, leadership? So if, let's say if I look at US Arc. Yeah. US Arc has to be methodically groomed. Every single thing that USR has to do so they make sure everybody they're associated with cannot be a person. I, I was talking about the, the Me Too movement or you just accuse somebody of something and you can, you can just accuse somebody. It has nothing to do with reality. I was just saying. So you could say that that man did something and all of a sudden he goes to jail for 30 years. You could, even though he didn't do it and then DNA later on proves that he didn't do it. But you can you sit here, the Me Too movement can sit here and say, this man did this or whatever, and if he didn't do it, still destroys. You can call somebody uh, yeah. a pedophile. You can do all these different things. We're just, we're like in this time and age where you just say one little thing, and, and you know what? Like a hundred truths are a lot of times not as powerful as one lie. As long as the lie is juicy. You look at the Salem witch trials. The, the communist hunt. The, those are historical. The Spanish Inquisition? Yeah, yeah, right. right. Well, uh, even the French Revolution. You know what I'm saying? People just, they, they start to get, get crazy for so, stuff so because go back. it's juicy. So it's U- U.S. Arc, very, very groomed. So they have to be, they can't be fallible. So, like, you know, we have Subway. Jared, who became whatever the, they uh, say. They, okay, so the they had this guy. Sandwich place. And, yeah. Right, and they had this guy, and then they invested millions of dollars, and that was their brand. And then suddenly, <laughs> their guy is, you know, being yeah. accused of, of whatnot. And you have Bill Cosby so you, with Jello and whatnot. And yeah, same kind I mean. Of thing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> that's Tiger Woods for golf. I mean, I don't know. He gets, I don't really know about the Tiger Woods thing. I mean, obviously, you know, Cosby. And, and, and I loved, you know, Bill Cosby. And, you know. Well, I and just then, mean, like, even Tiger Woods, it was, a, it was like a lesser thing or whatever. But it kind of yeah, like. Yeah, how's it compared to U.S. Arc? Like, how, what's the Tiger? They have to be very middle of the road. They have to be, they can't say anything colorful. Every single thing has to be, like groomed because if they sign on let's say if they uh, support somebody and then that person is whatever it could take us down so easy we're so very vulnerable so when you have these pinnacle people like the leader yeah a lot of times if you want to be the leader you have to be above reproach but how are you going to captivate your audience and have that charisma 
and all that stuff in today's day and age. But also, every not, single thing has to be vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla, excuse me. I got you. Has to be, I got you. How do you do that? How, like, how do you do that? I don't know. Like, okay, look at Steve Irwin. When he was holding his kid, you know, near the Crockett, and they're like, they were just destroying him, and like Michael Jackson, like waving to people out the window or whatever, and his kid. When you, the further you go up, there's always people throwing these horrific, uh, you know, uh, spears at you. And, and it doesn't even matter if the spear is even real or if it's true. You could really, you can really suffer, fall from grace. You know, like how people turn their backs at a time at Steve Irwin. And but now we don't really think about that. But Michael Jackson, like, I, I can't name him. The guy is so ultimately talented. And then the, the stuff that they're accusing him of and all that, I don't believe it. I mean, he's a little probably messed up in the head, I think. Who do you think was more talented, uh, Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. My right, podcast is over. What? <laughs> Michael Jackson? <laughs> I'm with you. Holy, holy crap. Michael Jackson? Just, oh, my God. Just watching. he, Dude, he was such a perfectionist. And it's just what he demanded of himself. That, and, and, you look, and you could see how pained he was. Look how, like, you could... See how pain. Look, he transformed himself into a complete different person. It's it's just like you know he got this like twisted version of like what he should look like, and uh, I think we need to be careful as humans because one thing that I've noticed is true is that pain breeds more pain. Hurt people, hurt people is the saying, right? And uh, and and so it's really I think it's important that we are. All this ranting that we're going on about the environment and the destruction, destructive tendencies. When's this of podcast humans. again? Uh, uh, we're gonna start it in just soon. a minute. Yeah, but all of After that. After we finish this bottle. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin, you gotta drink some more. You're not there yet. <laughs> um, no, but like all this, all this ranting that we're going on. I think. Oh crap! I lost my. Never mind. See, the eyes blackened. Oh. It's just they blackened holes. <laughs> I just, I literally had like the teeniest oh, little bit. We need a Oh, we need more self-awareness. That was the main point. I don't remember how I was getting there. I think self-awareness helps a lot. You know what I mean? To see things like bigger than than what this situation that we're we going through. We need some through. kind of solution for we need to be able one to get of the over stuff. We need some kind of solution for at least one of the problems that we presented today. We need to, we need to come up with some kind of solution um, before this podcast can start. So we if any of you, I'm, I'm ears here. Like, what is the solution to one of the problems? Just even one of the problems we presented today, or anything, a small solution of some kind. I can't, I can't just ingest all of these different problems that we have existing and, and not have some kind of solution. I think the easy answer is that Brian has to become vegan. Can we agree on that? Yeah, there it is. We got you, it. I'll tell you one thing. You can. <laughs> you, you. So that the solution is. You cannot bring me a, uh, an argument while being a, a, a meat eater or an animal consumer why there's any benefit. Why there's anything, there's, it's, it's, there's like a health benefit there, anything. It's, it's more destructive of the, of the environment because, you know, when you 
What's the, what's the solution here? What's the, what's the I think, well, I, I love this. And one thing I do love is, is uh, like, these new generations, they, uh, you know, they're more likely to, to think about eating more like a, a vegan thing or whatever. You know, they might have empathy for animals or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's starting to take hold. I and think they don't, they don't do things like us. And it, it frustrates us. I'm not talking us. about eating fucking french fries. No, no. I, I'm saying, it, like, the new generation doesn't do things like the old generation. And it drives us insane on one hand. But on the other hand, they're, they're very connected to the world. And they're willing to depart from tradition. Don't you think? They're disconnected from what's happening right around them. But L O L, like I mean, like no, that, no, 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 it's, no. Get, Like they're they're more connected globally, less connected locally. Does that make sense? Like, so tell me about the benefit. Well, I, how I do think you turn it, that into a benefit? I think it has yet to be seen. Right. I think that the new generation has potential. No. But the problem is, you no. I You're I do think dumber. Here's okay, perhaps. Well, maybe we're just getting older and smarter. No, as we get older. No, no they've we're, actually we're not, done not, studies that we're not getting older and smarter. Our, our average IQ has actually gone down. So let's let's just be realistic, okay? If I go look at China, their the average IQ in China, the schooling, the what they're able to do. Oh, so when you say we, you mean American? American, North American. Oh, we lazy. Look, our schooling is a fucking joke. I, I went to a really good school. I was a juvenile delinquent. I was like bad. Okay. I went to a, I went to Lexington High School in Massachusetts, and really good education in the background. And I only you know gleaned what I did, and it it was enough to kind of get me through life. But the education that is now occurring is an absolute joke because we've weakened things. Your um, the expectations. Before, when I grew up, it's like, if you don't pass your test, you fail. You'll stay back. All this different stuff. There was no... Do you not, do you not stay back if you fail anymore? I'm talking about school. I know. But, I'm I'm, but no. But this is, this, is, this is the basis. This is our instructions in life. It is like how our brain works, how we manage things, how we look. Do we take a workload? Do we follow through on the workload and complete it by completing our assignment, getting passing grades, actually getting exceptional grades? All these different things. Do we do chores? Do anything like that? We have now set the bar so low. And even when we get an F, we can turn around and say the teacher's a racist. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I I'm, mean, not, I'm not about that. No, but that's where, we're, <laughs> that's where we're at. My friend, this is the most amazing thing. There's so, a, there's a lack of personal accountability. Okay, so this, this right? pretty much, in my opinion, this spells out. So I have a friend, and with the COVID... Starting back in April, they started doing remote school, right? And the kid's like in the final, he already stayed back one year. And he's in the final year of high school. And there's, there's, the teachers are telling him, you know, he needs to do this type of some kind of math, all right? And he says, he writes a letter to the principal and his, his guidance counselor and the school board. I read the letter. And basically, he says, I'm not going to do your new math. I haven't done it before. I'm not going to fucking start doing it now. And yeah, you can, you can uh, keep me back, and I know who the fuck you are. And he's like... Uh, the kid's saying this. Oh, yes, and he's swearing. 
Wow. And he goes, I know who you are. And you want to fucking, if you want to fucking keep me back, then you suck. And all. I was like, I like swears, right? And he writes all his things. So you just, you know, you just figure it out, but I'm not doing it. And if you, if you fail me, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know who you are, whatever. And then he goes, <clears throat> signed this guy. And it's a picture of himself. He sent this to the principal, to the school board and everything. And I saw this thing and I'm like, this is, it's a stepkid. So it's not even his kid. He's like, can you believe this? I'm like, it's the most horrific thing that you would disrespect a school faculty, a school principal. You're, when you go to school, you better have respect for your teachers because they're there as they're, they're, they are the pinnacle of information that they're supposed to give to you to make you better. Yeah, you're, right. you're biting your hands that feed you. They're, they're there that. to help he you. He wrote that, yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to fail him. They passed. They, it, it, he didn't have to do anything. Well, it's he, probably, I'm imagining that was like, okay, well, we don't want this problem. Right. Just, so it's happening over else. and over and over again. So I have a friend who's a university build, professor. Build the problem up and pass it to the next guy. Unbelievable what he's going through. He has dumbed down his curriculum so much. He says, and he laughs at me. He goes, the degree that these people are getting is, like, is, an, is an absolute joke. They're paying a lot of money. And he goes, but what they're getting is nothing. I go and do lectures on genetics. And like I'm going through you know, uh, Punnett Squares and, and talking about all genetics and, and explaining it all. And there's college students in my class at my lecture eating Dunkin' Donuts, playing on phones, and they're allowed to do all that because, God forbid, you try to not do it. When I went to college, I went to college for electronics and computers. Nothing. If, if We just got bombs with homework and assignments and this and that. I was actually a tutor in school, so I, right, so I here, made a little money. Here's my problem. We, we keep on presenting more oh, yeah, yeah. problems. Yeah, 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 I need a solution <laughs> to at least one of them. You're supposed to become vegan, Brian. Is that is this this is it that I feel like that may be one of the big solutions as much as probably a lot of people do not want to accept that if you if it makes your brain work better if it makes your body work better if it cut, cuts back on pollution and industrial destruction of the world it, it needs to be balanced there's a lot of unbalanced yeah there's I mean there's there's, there's bad vegetable based proteins and there's bad techniques and you know herbicides and if we're rotation of crops and if we're just constantly just dumping the same things we're, we're literally pulling all the minerals out of the ground so if we look at like right. wheat yeah, back no, in 1950 my, right, my versus wife, my wife has taught me all about this yeah stuff, so that, yeah. that that's a legit thing but what you do is you rotate crops so you put like one type of crop and if you keep on putting the same crop in the same area you're gonna we set it up for disease soil yeah no but you have to set up for soil. disease because whatever happens you get zoonic type diseases when you have something there's always a counter thing that nature puts out there eventually the success of something has to if it just keeps going out of control it needs to be uh you know hindered or needs to be uh rendered so we pull the strong out so if we have so people if we have a hundred to be so imagine this if we had a hundred people and that gave way to 100 million people so those 100 people that gave way to 100 million, if I looked at the gene stock of the 100 million and I looked at the gene stock of the 100 people, and if I said, what was stronger? What, like, what has the best gene stock per individual? What would it be? Well, obviously the, the, the 100. Right? 
because they did that. So as we propagate and as we spread out, we are creating inherent weaknesses. Then you have a zoonic disease or a pandemic or whatever, and that nicks it back, and it's kind of what's, it's kind of like nature's way of survival of the fittest. Right. And so basically you're doing is you're, you're limiting your gene stocks and you're bringing it back down, and in theory, the like you know like the fastest deer would get away from you know the uh the mountain lion sure not the weakest little gimpy deer because that would be taken out and that doesn't add to the gene stock uh but so right now americans are like kind of we got a bunch of the mountain lions are like oh little weak deer there's no mountain bad for you there's, there's no mountain lion we got rid of them all we, we've got rid of there's no i was, I was making an analogy yeah, yeah, yeah. between yeah, yeah. yeah we were as weak as weak as we no, can even get in society there's no mountain lions if but, that kid, oh, kid if that kid passes school the mountain lion is you fail you get held back you learn to do this right and then you can move on and participate in society but, but now we, it's like but we're, no i'm going to build up your problem and pass you on but look at everything it's like, like having no mountain you're lions. you're too consequences bullying all this stuff if you go to like china consequences i hate the parents are like you can do better like russia you could you know like or or, or let's say we we take an olympics where they take the you know if you probably go to china like i I watched a thing on these like musicians in china like these little kids and they were playing amazing amazing stuff because literally they are being challenged to the nth degree and you could probably say it's inhumane and whatever what they're doing is they're extracting the best that that person, that animal can do in the United States. Oh, oh, don't do that. I would say so I'm, we create the weakest. With, I'm doing that with my kids. Yeah, right but it's, it's I, dude, I, I had, I, sure I grew up too. in a very strict life. I grew up with food stamps, powdered milk, no sweetened cereal. When we bought clothes, once a year I could buy new clothes. Everything, it was like Goodwill, Morgan Memorial. It was always old clothes. It was always this. I was and you know what that did? You know, temper. It's the tempering of steel. You know, the, mm. the good, the bad, you know, hot, cold, hot, cold. But it's the tempering. And a lot of bad things happened to me as a kid, like really like bad things. And it happened, and that's just the way it is. And it made me exactly who I am with my problems. But it also, it kind of like, it refined me, not defined me or whatever. But it made me strong. And I'm surrounded by so much weakness and they're like how are you this way and it's like i just that's how i survived i had to be strong and now we're you know if i look at if i look at a, an average probably 10 year old kid in china with education and I look at an average 10 year old kid in the united states with education and you said which one's got all the bells and whistles a kid in china's got all the that, that kid is like you can speak two languages. You're bilingual. You're this and that. And I'm looking at the 10-year-old American. The kid's drooling all over his iPhone. And then if I take the iPhone, that like loses his mind because I took away the toy. How can we possibly think that that's a good thing? It's ridiculous. So I don't know how how this is implemented, but I would see. I do think it's a. You, you said yourself. Let's say. Whether you agree with like the vegan movement or not, right? You were saying like this new generation is more willing to accept changes. There, there is a mindset among the veganism. You're like, I'm going to make a sacrifice for a greater good that I believe in. 
that, that's really like at the base of it, right? Whether or not you believe dietary things, is this bad for the, even if you didn't believe all that, you, you can't say like, it's clear that somebody is sacrificing something for something they believe in. If those kinds of movements are proliferating in today's world, I would say the hope of the future is that they are willing to sacrifice for something that is outside of themselves. They're globally connected. They can see the big picture. That's the strength. The weakness is where they depart culturally, you know, traditionally culture hands down, it's just like even in the animal kingdom, the monkey that learns how to wash the yams in the salt water to give it flavor or whatever, and that's been handed down for how many generations among monkeys. We have access to, to information where even if we had terrible parents or a community that didn't understand, we can learn something from someone who imparted their knowledge to a book 100 years ago, 500 years ago, 2,000 years ago. You know, we have, we have this extensive human history we can learn from, but the, the weakness of the new generation would be the, the unwillingness to learn things that are difficult there for their own good. They'll sacrifice for a greater good, but they don't understand where they need to sacrifice for their own good. So I would think that the solution, if you want to be successful moving forward or implement change moving forward, help to reverse some of these problems, if you can somehow learn to respect the life experience and the collective uh, lessons learned from previous generations and implement that to your own willingness to suffer for something greater, I think you could be successful. It would, it would require something that is very rare today, and that's self-discipline. Self-discipline. Certainly very, very, very rare. Um, what do you think? Sadly, it's like trying to nail a big blob of jello to a tree. There it is. Bam. As soon as you let go of it, it flops on the floor because, okay, think about this. What's that? It's a plastic bottle of water. Okay. How many years is it going to take before we realize, holy fuck, we were drinking water in plastic that, like, leeches, PVEs, or whatever. No, yeah. All these horrible things that we, we like these industrial. Sadly, sadly, industrialization has, has done so much so damage so quickly. We haven't been able to learn fast microplastic enough to keep up. in our sea salt. Mm -hmm. It's, it's <coughs> the canary flew out of the cave. Yeah, I, I have to I have to agree. I mean, there's that that chemical attached to the plastic that they've they, what they they name it the uh, the forever chemical. The PP that's the poly it doesn't go. It never. It, it doesn't break down. It doesn't so break down. It, it, it never, never breaks away. down. So it's it's once if I release a molecule of it, and so like one into that Olympic sized swimming pool, and it literally that is now polluted. One drop, and it's. And it's, so it's, we're it's, fucked. We're yeah, just, we were definitely. We're and, and so then it shows that it causes uh, all sorts of um, birth defects and, oh, dude, like cleft I, lips and all these know, different I, things with pregnant women. This, maybe this is ignorant optimism, but look at things like Chernobyl, where it's like this is place is going to be rotten and horrible for 10,000 years, and it's actually already coming back. Nope. You it know who Jeremy Wade is? No. 
River Monsters. So I'm very close to like icon films. Okay. So it's Harry Marshall. So they were trying to pitch a show called Slither Monsters, and I was going to be the guy. And then they were trying to do uh, Snake King and Reptile. Whatever. They were trying to do like these reality shows. And um, that's a, another complete story. So anyways, but so River Monsters mm-hmm. is owned by Icon Films, and that's who I deal with. Yeah, so, okay. So I do know who you're talking Harry, about. Harry Marshall yeah. was telling me they went to Chernobyl. Okay. And he's telling me about all of the mute, mutant creatures, all yeah. the fish with giant growths on them. No, I, I believe that. I understand that. What I'm saying is it, they're talking about the this place is ruined basically like what seems like forever, 10,000 years or whatever. There won't be plants able to grow here, but they are growing. So, it so com- like, no, no, obviously no, 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 that's no, no, bad. No, 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 no. I'm not that's saying That's a horrible wasn't. example because it's all coming with a... a Price. Okay, so if I'm a plant, I'm a pretty basic, simple, tolerant organism, okay? Yeah. As we start going up into vertebrate-type things, there's a lot more for the Complex success. systems and, yeah. And okay. they're also that much more vulnerable. So sure. I, could, I could have a dandelion grow, mm-hmm. but I couldn't have Brian Cusco sit there and go, I understand. This yeah. is great. Six months have gone by. Brian, you have giant burn blisters all over you and malignant things. No, I, and it's like, I, I understand. It, it comes. Cusco so, is a Czechoslovakian Russian, so I might be able to survive. Okay. So you, you, you could be, but that would be a horrible example. It's not a good example because. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is like the, the hopeless predictions of what would happen to that place because of an awful, awful, potentially one of the worst like human kind of like toxicity concentrated events in history right the the prediction like nature and those systems are already doing what they can to begin breaking it down now so i guess the question is are if we're past oh, the point the, of turn are you talking about a half life of isotopes no i'm talking about uh, didn't somebody invent some kind of, didn't somebody uh, somebody create something that could eat and, and break down the, the plastic did they not wasn't there so they're, they're talking about like a, a, a microbe or a bacteria. So we have like the question we're talking is, about algaes oh, that could wow. that could provide fuel, and I think you, you know, were talking about the systems in nature that come in and balance everything out, and that's where we got lost. If we overwhelm the mechanism in too many places all at once, that's talking about the homogenization or the sterilization of the, the environments and whatnot. Then 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 it's done. One hundredth full. Okay. Right, Garrett. That's, thanks, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, that, I appreciate that little bit of positivity. No, it's, really, it's, no, it's all right. I really do. No, but, uh, I, I okay, so it. if you're, I, I uh, understand. If you're but a bacteria or a microbe that breaks down the plastic, remember what it breaks it down to must not be equally as problematic. So can it break it down into uh, a component a that is resource. then useful? Yeah. In the environment and not a detriment of the environment. That's the big question. But here's the here's the basis of my existence. Okay, the absolute basis of my existence. He's been drinking too much, folks. Yeah, we're getting here. We're getting here. <laughs> the basis of my existence is. How I, many people are in your audience? Like six? Listen. Uh, no, there's at least now. eight. Okay. Yeah, there's and it at goes least back eight. and forth. It's like six and a half because we got this one guy that keeps subscribing and then unsubscribing again depending well, on who we you. have on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, he's very emotional. Six and a half. So the the basis of my existence is I'm born into a planet and and I'm handed a situation, okay? And 
I have the, the only control that I have around my environment is that I can co- go somewhere and leave it worse off or better than when I was there previously. So hopefully in some way, somehow, I've come here to nerd for a couple of days and I, I would like to think like even in a minute way that somehow it's a little bit better than before I came. That would be my hope. So that's all I have. That's all I can do. Chernobyl happened way outside of my influence, my area of influence, you know. But what can I do to make the world a little bit better instead of a little bit worse? And I think collectively, if humans do that, whether you're talking about problems in the environment, the reptile industry, our our legislative process, if we can all make things a little bit better instead of a little bit worse. We all have different spheres of influence and we all have um, different abilities to change things. You look at certain people, even in modern history, they've changed a lot. I think like Elon Musk has done a lot to, to change things. He's certainly made people think. You know, it's interesting what he's doing. He's presenting new things. So he has a lot of influence. We have eight listeners, and so I have a little bit of influence. (laughs) But if I can make things a little bit better for those eight listeners, that's all I can do. That's the base of my existence. I can choose to make it better or worse, and that's it. I can tell you my trip to Nerd has made is going to make me a little bit better because I'm, I'm actually going to go, after I finish that cleanse, I'm going to be eating a lot more vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds. Well, and, I, I think that's why know, this, you know, it's hummus, like... chickpeas. Yeah, I love hummus. Hummus is freaking great. I love hummus. It's like, you know, in the Iron Age, Ganoush, they would sharpen big fan of Baba a sword using iron. You know what I mean? Wow, and it, really? Yeah, and it made well. The idea is iron sharpens iron. That's what we're doing here. It's we like, always, we always went. There, every there's time a grinding. Family. There's a there's a conflict involved. But but I think everybody here, I, I don't know. If if I didn't have access to you, you didn't have access to me. We didn't have this conversation. Hey, I was just playing guitar, and you just like walked in my bedroom, like. Well, that's true. I, I didn't say I was invited. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I felt you bad. just said I that I am here. I was invited, and then all of a sudden, all these people followed me in, and then people didn't yeah, even know were even in the state cool. followed me, and I was like, oh, man, is this my fault? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys generally talk about in your podcast? Nothing. Absolutely right. not. We, we don't gibberish? Any, yeah. Anything. This podcast is literally just for us to... The, the, the this basis, is our escape. The basis behind the podcast was we know each other because of reptiles. That's not necessarily what we talk about. Yeah, it's off topic. Yeah. We do have one segment. It's called Diving Deep in the Shallow End. So you say something stupid and you think about it. We've kind of been doing it all night, actually. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if we even really need to go there. No, we don't. I feel like this has been it? one big diving deep in the shallow end. Okay, we'll just leave it then. I like that. I won't go there. But, no, I don't know. What did you expect? Nothing. Yeah. I was upstairs talking about metal. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about forbidden. Good. Omega well, I'm wave. I'm Swine I... dragging the casket. All right, when so I saw this, I, I thought, I, I got this because of you. I, I was like, Kevin will appreciate the Metallica whiskey. That's, and that's why I got well, it. Well, I mean, we got to go... Justice for all, that's in prior to that. Yes. What's your what's your take on the last couple of days? Worth it? Worth doing? Worth living through? You know? Like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, I mean I'm stealing that hat. You know what I I mean you know what I'm saying. Like I don't know. <laughs> worth living, worth things things better or worse, you know? Like because of this weekend. 
No, this, it's this, a departure that, that, from the norm, at least. Uh, sure, I didn't have to do my normal shitload of work. Well, they just stacked up for you, right? That's the way it goes for me, anyway. But yeah, I don't know. What's your take? Friggin' dwarf retakes are gay. <laughs> <laughs>